2: Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts Blake Renicker, Justin Charles, John Nye and
5: Josh All. What's up Browns fans? Welcome back to a special Victory Monday live edition of the Dogs Podcast from our awesome new studio. I don't know how well you can see it. Um but Josh built this thing with his bare hands. Um, well done, and thanks. We'll have to post some pictures online for you guys to see this. But it is pretty freaking cool. It's uh, it's better than our last studio, which was just a room. I know that it looked really awesome, but it was it was pretty much just a classroom. Uh, <laughs> this is pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, thank you, Josh, for building this for us. Thank you to. Uh, we should probably guess give him a shout out. What Simpson salute heating and Cooling for yep. letting us use this uh area uh to do the to do the show so pretty exciting live coming in on a victory monday talking about a big browns win and um getting to do it from a brand new studio so we're excited to have you guys all here we're gonna let this chat fill up um remember if you want to get uh voicemails on the show whose music's coming through head to jointhedog.com <laughs> uh and Hit or no, I'm sorry, guys. We're live. I don't know what was going <laughs> there was on. Music, there was music playing, there's uh, music playing, technical difficulties. <laughs> I will style. say, Coming new studio,
0: every new setup, and everything's not finalized yet. Obviously, if you could see the back of it, so uh. Yeah,
5: things are a little funky here and there. I think it was coming from my computer, but I'm not. I'm on just on ESPN, so... Well, yeah, they always have those stupid ads and That's stuff, yeah. But anyways, as I was saying, we got uh, a bunch of voicemails to get to today, so if you want to get your voicemails on the show, head to com. tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. Obviously, huge victory to talk about with the Browns. They won in dominating fashion yet again, and the Browns are essentially a strip sack fumble away from being 3-0 and on the season. Um, so it just good good positive vibes this week as opposed to if you watched our live last week after the game No more lives after (laughs) excruciating (laughs) bosses, because it was that was painful, but uh, we're excited to be here today. Before we get into all the uh, juicy details, though, remember, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Uh, You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. If you prefer to just listen to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google, pretty much anywhere where you uh, listen to a podcast. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. You get access to the private Discord, which is always a good time on game day. Uh, You get an extra episode every week. You get to play fantasy football with us. Guys in there from all over the world. So it's a good time. You get to hang out with us uh, electronically pretty much 24-7. I'm in there, especially... Don't, hopefully nobody from work is watching, but if I get bored <laughs> at work, I'll jump in there and answer a couple questions. So um, it's just a good time for everybody. So if you, you want to hang out with us more, you want to meet Browns fans from all over the world, you want a little bit of extra content, uh, jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. So as we're letting this thing fill up, and before we get into the game, into the voicemails, I think one thing we needed to talk about, we got really good news this week. Uh, even before the Browns played, yeah. and it was somehow Nick Chubb only tore his MCL. I don't understand how it's possible. I, I think I posted on Twitter. I said even Nick Chubb's knee ligaments are better than everybody else's. Yes, I like that a lot <laughs> <laughs> because I don't understand how it happened. But now we're look. We we all thought. I mean, I know I thought, like, there is a good chance we were never going to see him in a Browns uniform again. I didn't even know if we were going to see him play football again, to be honest. And now they're talking six-month to eight-month recovery time should make a full recovery. I mean, we, yeah, that's crazy. We couldn't have asked for better news. I
3: mean, at least as far as what we saw after the game, uh, I know how I felt. I, we all kind of felt like it. It was Well, that was worst-case scenario. That was probably our favorite... Browns player of all yep. time. We're never going to get to see him play again. Um, I mean, great news. Um, so good luck to Nick Chubb on the recovery. Um, but six to, six to eight months, I would have never. I thought that was completely off the table.
5: I mean, you're looking at him being back. As long as everything goes well, they go in for the surgery and they don't find anything that they weren't expecting. Rehab goes well. He's back before the off-season
0: even begins. Right. Right. I was actually listening to a sports doctor talk about this on a show today, and he was saying that when they go in to do the surgery, they'll evaluate also the ACL. Mm-hmm. And if there's some sort of partial tear, depending on how it looks or something with the bone and the other ligaments, they might go ahead and just do a complete repair on that. And even if they repair the entire ACL with the MCL, he said nine months. That's incredible. And, he's, and he'll, he should be ready to go.
5: That, I mean his injury was so gruesome they wouldn't even show it on tv right you know what i mean like and i i watched it one time it was like i never need to see that again right yeah. like i thought his career was a hundred percent done so i mean you you couldn't have got better news especially if you're the browns I man because it that was deflating you could tell last week against the steelers and obviously the steelers have a, a, a really good defense and they put pressure on people and the offense wasn't exactly clicking but he was he was running really well and yep. i'm if he stays in that whole game and we don't have to essentially abandon the run for a quarter and a half and we don't get shell-shocked by losing you know the heart and soul of the team i think that game probably goes a different way and so to just get that news before the game along with like the kareem hunt signing bringing him back is a more, like that was huge yep. totally agree
6: Well, let's see if they make a rule change to protect MCLs in the future.
5: (laughs) Uh, The problem is, I think it was a bogus hit. But, man, you're telling guys they can't hit them here. You're telling guys, I mean, before you know it, it, it's like flag football. football. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I don't, trust me, I hate the Steelers, and I hate Minka Fitzpatrick as much as the next person. But if you were watching that Monday night or that Sunday night game last night, he got called for a roughing the passer penalty late in that game. And it was awful. And I was just like, well, this guy just heard all week how he was a dirty player. Cause he went low on Chubb. So then today he hits a guy in the shoulder and gets called for a 15 yard penalty that directly leads to a touchdown of the Raiders made it a game when it never should have even been a game. So it's just like, as a defender, if we start making rules that you can't, there's going to be nowhere for them to hit him. It's going to be, like, gonna be like a strike zone. In baseball, like you got the 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 (laughs) belly to the knees, and that's it. Like, it's going to be impossible. Um, So we we, we just wanted to say, talk about the the Nick Chubb news. Kind of say how happy we are, excited we are to we should get to see him back. It'll be interesting to see what the Browns do in terms of contract and money and stuff like that, coming off a knee injury like this. But I expect the Browns to do right by him. I mean, Kevin Stefanski literally personally drove Nick Chubb the game ball yesterday.
0: I saw that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm.
5: You know what I mean? Very so awesome. like he, he means a lot to this team, not just on the field, but in the locker room. I mean, going back even to Freddie Kitchens, yep. Freddie yeah. Kitchens used to talk about how Nick Chubb was just like the guy. If you could have 50 Nick Chubbs, you would be doing something right. So um, we're excited for the chance to be able to see him play in a Browns uniform again next year.
0: Yep. All right, guys. Before we move on, if you're in Ohio, DraftKings is up their sign-up offer to kick off this football season. So new users can bet a five dollars first bet to instantly claim two hundred dollars in bonus bets, plus up to one hundred fifty dollars back in bonus bets if your team loses. All you have to do: sign up with DraftKings with our code, the dogs, all one word. Using the code the dogs not only gets you these great bonuses, but you also directly support our podcast. And if you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, I play sports books every weekend. I think Blake, you do too. Make sure you guys are using the code the Dogs to maximize your first bet. So this offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, and wants help, call one one eight hundred Gambler and check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify.
5: Don't throw your lives away like I am. <laughs> Oh, it's just so much fun, though. Uh, it, it's, it's so much fun, and it can be so deflating. I tell you, before we get into these voicemails, just real quick, I had a, a bet yesterday. Uh, I went through every game and picked. I, I got this from a guy on our Patreon where I picked that there would be the shortest touchdown would be longer than a yard and a half. And I did it for every game. And 10 bucks would have won me $58,000. And I was like... <laughs> And all I could think to myself was, even if this doesn't hit, which, you know, probability, obviously it's not going to, but even if I can just make it through the 1 p.m. games, like half the games done, this cash out option might be worth it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they might offer a pretty substantial cash out, even if, if I can just get through half the games. The Texans scored from one yard out, like, at 108. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh. It was terrible. I got all, I was like, I was telling the wife, I was like, get ready to quit. Yep. <laughs> 50 G's, baby. 50 G's coming
0: today. <laughs> nope. No. What's funny is, I even had a money line going where, like, a parlay, and I, I picked the Texans to beat. Jags and I was like, oh my gosh, this is sweet. And then the Cowboys came out and got beat by the Cardinals, ruined everything. I
6: hit on thirteen out of fourteen on Saturday, and that was the one. No, it was. Oh, okay. uh, um, I can't remember who it was. South Alabama, I think. Oh, 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 the college, I got you. Yep.
5: I had I had one going for a hundred bucks yesterday, and I couldn't. And the Ravens lost, and I was gonna, I was ready to be mad at the Ravens all day, and then the Cowboys lost. Yeah. So even yeah. if the Ravens, I'm like, how are these the two that killed me? But uh, All right. So like we mentioned in the open, enough about me being a degenerate. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we mentioned in the open, we got some voicemails we want to get to. Again, if you guys want to get your thoughts or interest on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail in the drop-down menu. We love hearing from you guys. So uh, without further ado, we'll jump into these. Maybe. No. Hey, guys, there we
2: go. Now that was the game we wanted to see from the offense. Finally, Deshaun Watson hit the throws he needed to. Took what the defense gave him, and we went and won the game. And obviously, the defense—I mean, you only give up three points, and those three points were only because of the one turnover we had. That is elite, and I think Miles Garrett is the, the defense player of the year this year. And that's a Super Bowl level quality defense. And barring injury, they're going to be—they're going to make a lot of teams' lives hell. We just need to keep it going. I think the Ravens look very beatable now, especially they struggled against the Colts, and you could say the uh, Ravens got screwed over by the referees, but they lost the game, and NFL referees are trash. I mean, they either call on our game or the Mari Cooper is just terrible, but that's another topic. But I think we can go into the, the by three and one, and then we get the real test the San Francisco 49ers, and see how good this team really is. Anyway, guys, I will talk to you next week. Go Brownies.
6: Well, don't expect the Ravens to look so beatable when they play us. I'm just <laughs> warning you now. They're going to come out and they're going to play really, really hard. So we can beat them. You're right. But I don't think they're going to put the same kind of content out there that they just did against the Colts. So I think they're going to play really hard. I think they're going to be tough to beat. I,
0: I was going to say, talking about the 49ers already is kind of like a Bengals attitude. And you saw what happened
5: to them. Yeah, my my thought process on this and like he's in we're gonna do a Ravens preview, but he brought it up. Um, I learned my lesson with having expectations and being and thinking we're gonna win a game against a division opponent, not named the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Right. Correct. If if they weren't the Baltimore Ravens, and I saw how many people, that, I mean they they have nobody. They're completely depleted in terms of injuries. I'd pick us to win by twenty plus again. But they're the Ravens and we're the Browns, and I know it sucks to say that on a Browns podcast, and it sucks as a Browns fan to say that. But because of that, I don't know what's going to happen. And, and you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I, I, I think we should go out and we should win, and I think honestly we should win kind of in dominant fashion. But until we prove to our like. Until they prove it to me and I see us do it against these divisional opponents, not named Cincinnati, like over and over and over again. I just I learned my lesson last week. I don't want to be last week. I had such high expectations that after we lost, you guys saw me. America saw me. <laughs> the I, was, the <laughs> I was ready to go play in traffic. So I just I don't want to set myself up for that again. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, John, I expect them to come out and it's going to be a battle. It, I think so. Uh, I do want to touch on Deshaun. Yep. His best game is a Brown without a doubt. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Yep. Completely. Uh, Stats wise, 27 of 33, 289 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He took uh, three sacks for 26 yards. He had a 78.6 QBR. 100 is perfect. 50 is average. So he was well above average. Uh, And he had a 123.4 passer rating. Um, And honestly, he should have had one more touchdown. He should have had about 50 more yards, which, you know, we can talk about that. But, um, he, it's not even the stats. Like two eighty nine and two touchdowns is like a, a good game. It's you know I've seen. I mean, it's not two zero right now. Right. You know, or Mahomes, but like that's what we need out of Deshaun. To me, the biggest takeaway was outside of one boneheaded play that was just okay. yeah, terrible. which we could talk about that. Okay,
0: what in the heck?
5: Yes, outside of that. He was on time and on target, and he looked a way more confident. Where he was, it was the first time I watched him play for the Browns where it didn't look like he was overthinking. It was catch the snap, drop. I know where I'm going, and I'm delivering on time, on target. Tight spiral, ball where it needed to be. He made some throws in that game the one to DPJ, yes, yeah. the one to Cooper on the one that got called out of bounds. Like, yes. he threw some dots yesterday, and I was just like, this is what we need. And, and it, I felt so bad because I was like, it took Chubb getting hurt for Stefanski to kind of loosen things up. Yeah. We didn't look so mechanical on offense. Like, it was a little bit more free-flowing, a little bit more spread out, um, and it's because we didn't have our crutch. You know, because if you have Nick Chubb, you're going to make sure he gets his touches and you're going to make sure you, you know what I mean? So, and I hate to say that, but we went to the running back by committee. We, nobody ran the ball that well. Pierre Strong was the best running back at six carry for 27 yards. I mean, Jerome Ford averaged 1.8 yards per carry. But as a team, we rushed 31 times for 78 yards. We did just enough to keep them honest. Right. You know what I mean? And Deshaun did a great job. Early in the game, like he said, taking what the defense gave them. And then, you so you saw early in the game, it was like these short little, you know, six to eight yard passes yeah. and he was completing them. And then by the second half, we're hitting bombs. Yep. You right. know what I mean? Like it's, he did such a great job of just fine. He took what the defense gave him. He was accurate. He was on time. He wasn't overthinking and he avoided our line. Couldn't block. I was that's what I want. Yeah. Like yep. he, he made, he, he could have been sacked eight times. Yep. And he made guys miss. He, he, broke did, he tackles, did a really good job. He, he looked a lot like vintage Deshaun in this yeah. game. I mean, as far
0: as the the not you know, being so mechanical, I mean, we came into this game knowing Tennessee's one of the top defenses shutting down the run. I mean, they were averaging sixty-five yards a game given up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Yep. They were the same as we were on defense coming into the game. So I I didn't like I talked last week. I didn't expect a big game from Ford or Hunt. Now Ford got the the two touchdowns which helped his day but I mean overall his yards per carry and everything totals they were not very good but in terms of Deshaun Watson and his accuracy 82% completion percentage but I always talk about the adjusted completion percentage which takes throwaways and you know clocked balls and drops and stuff out he was
3: 90% adjusted completion percent yeah I like too that that's he, amazing he faced a
5: lot of adversity especially early yes I had a lot of adversity he, throughout the week yeah even from us yeah. After last week's game, I was like, guys, I'm legitimately worried. Yeah.
3: So, and I, me and Josh kind of talked about it a little bit. I felt like this was like the perfect setup game for the Browns to just kind of roll over. They literally just got punched in the out. They're, they're basically their spirit animal as far as a player. Nick Chubb is gone. Uh, this could have been a game, and in the past would have been a game we would have rolled over and just given up. Oh, everybody's picking us to lose. Yeah. So, the fact that he came out and nothing was – Nothing was easy early. He kind of battled through. Right? As soon as that play happened, I literally was like, man, the backwards throw to Elijah Moore. I was like, Eesh, <sighs> this is this is setting up for a really long day. And then, honestly, by halftime, I was like, we're going to be okay. He I was nervous. He was doing whatever he wanted. He was getting banged up, though. The only thing I was worried about was, like, they might knock him out of the game. Chad Wells, dude. They were, the line did not play well. But um, I think he, you know, he took what they gave him. And then second half, he was electric yeah second half was nice and then the defense was just so complimentary it's we're gonna get to the defense the defense we're definitely gonna is, get to goodness. the
5: defense um we're gonna get this offensive stuff out of the way yeah the i uh, no, it seemed like the the backwards pass and the near like destruction that it caused <laughs> yeah almost like snapped him out of it he was like "Whoa, well, what, what am i doing yeah like yeah. i can't like i can't do that yeah. you know what i mean because from that point on like I said, it was three step, boom, balls out. I yep. mean, he wasn't holding yeah. the ball, he was getting it out. Elijah Moore had, I think, nine catches on nine targets, yep. only for 49 yards. But if you're getting the ball out on time and you're, you're first of all, you're giving him a chance, you're not taking sacks, and you're just keeping, you're keeping Ch- move move the chain moving. Yeah. You're staying in positive situations. It was, um, and the fact that he played, honestly, that well behind a line that didn't pass block that well. We knew running the ball was going to be tough, and we honestly, yeah. Our offensive line is not pass blocked that well this year outside of Dewan Jones. Well,
0: mm-hmm. I was, I was actually pulled up the stats from yesterday. Dewan Jones, is, he sits atop the offensive line. He gave up exactly zero pressures yesterday okay. on 41 pass blocking snaps. Like Dewan Jones had a hundred percent efficiency. I talked about that on the show last week. And then if you go down the line here, Wyatt Teller had a hundred percent efficiency, gave up zero pressures. Joel Petonio gave up three pressures. Posick gave up just one, and then there's Jed Wills with three pressures. But he gave up two hurries and a hit on the quarterback. six pressure was a sack.
5: I um, Yeah, so the line, and like uh, Pastor Rob's in here saying, is the line got better once they started getting out of their, their eight, nine-man boxes that they were in early once Deshaun started hitting some passes. So that mm-hmm. helped. But um, he avoided so many sacks. Again, and there were a couple times you, you – this is where we said we had to take the good with the bad with him. Like there, I remember one time where I was like, ah, oh man, get rid of it. But I was like, well, the last five plays, he's broken those and we've gotten first down. So like sometimes your best strength, it could also be your biggest weakness. Like his belief in his athleticism. And we knew that when we traded for him, like occasionally he's going to take a sack that might not be great, um, but he's going to make up for it. I think even after the backwards pass or whatever, we got, first, we went, went and got points <clears throat> because he settled down and yeah, started yeah, dotting yeah. it up. You know, so um, now I wanted to ask you guys about while we're talking
0: about the offense and some of that early stuff. And in the chat, you guys let us know what you think. Did you feel like Kevin Stefanski was trying to like over razzle dazzle in the beginning? Because there was that play and then there was the play where the Deshaun, he flips it to Moore, yeah. flips it to DPJ, flips it back to Watson. I'm like, stop flipping the ball. And then he ends up passing it out to Elijah Moore for like two yards.
5: No, like <laughs> he got like 10.
0: Not on that play. Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, what I'm thinking one. of, I, I thought but, he got eight
6: or nine.
5: Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, but... Well, there was another one then that I thought was, like, really stupid. I remember watching that art. play and thinking, like, that was awful and screaming at the TV. Um, and then being like, what the hell? It still ended up being a decent...
5: No, I don't... So, here's my thing, is if anybody anybody watched the uh, the Dolphins... They're doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, if, if we don't do stuff, it's he's not creative enough. His offense is stale. If he does stuff, he's being too cute. The guy can't win. I don't mind doing it in your first 10 to 15 scripted. See what they do. You know you're probably not going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Right. So, hey, I'm going to sprinkle a couple of these in my first 10 to 15. Let's see what they do with it. Let's see it. Maybe we get lucky and we bust one and we, and we score early. But, like, then... The reason you script plays is you put the defense in different situations early and see how they're going to line up. And then you can base play calling the rest of the game off that. So I didn't mind it. If, I mean, if it goes the other way, maybe I do. Like if we turn it over or something. But you can't yell at a guy for being stale and then yell at him for being like, well, what's he supposed to do?
0: I just thought it was funny coming off the game where we talked about the fourth and one trying to do a speed option. And then we talked about the scheming up the first play of the game to Harrison Bryant. like. Sometimes you just, just go out there and run the offense. I mean, a lot of people in the chat are saying a little too cute with some of those plays, and I see what you're saying. I mean, you got to try some, but there was one point where I just thought, I think he's trying it every freaking play. But, you know, it ended up coming together down, down
5: the stretch. I, I, don't, I don't mind. I mean, especially if it, it works. Like one guy said, he got 14 yards on that ball on that play. Um, so the, the worst call of the weekend wasn't in the Browns game. This is off topic, but it was in the okay. Ohio State game. Ryan day ran a sweep on fourth and one. Oh, in, you mean the worst play call? I'm yes, sorry. The yeah, worst yeah. play call. So, I, I was thinking, that's, that's for a different podcast, but <laughs> that was definitely a terrible, that play was the call. worst. <laughs> so for once it wasn't in a Browns game. The worst oh, call of the weekend wasn't in a Browns game. Um, how do you guys think we, how do you think the run game went? Because we, we ran it 31 times. We only averaged 2.5 yards a carrier, which we knew that it was going to be tough sledding against Tennessee. Um, I was say, I've actually got a voicemail from Stacy, kind of talking about the run.
0: Then we can dive into that. Sound okay. good? Okay. Amazing, amazing, amazing win for the Browns. Definitely needed that win to get this team going and bring the morale up after uh, losing Chubb last week. And all I have to say is this defense is for real. Like, Miles Garrett, Zadarius, everybody is just looking awesome. And I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, only bad thing I do have to say, if I have to pick one thing, It's just I do wish that we would run the ball a little bit more in the uh, first half, and instead of just like when we get up, then we start to run the ball. I think it would have put taken a little bit of pressure off of Deshaun. Um, Other than that, go Browns. Okay, so just my thought, real quick on the run the ball thing, it goes back to what I said earlier. You can't run the ball against Tennessee, and we're coming. Jerome Forge never started a game before. Cream Hunt just got signed off this season. He hasn't taken a snap, been on the field at all yet this season. It was it was a very tough game to try to establish yep. the run.
3: I
5: agree. <clears throat> no, uh, before we get, I'm going to talk about her voicemail, but Frank Fiore, hey man, I don't want to be... We, we just won 27 to 3 and you're complaining about and our quarterback had an almost perfect passer rating through two touchdowns had almost 300 yards passing should have been 300 some yards and a third touchdown what are we complaining about the offense for for the first time in uh you know a year the offense looked great what are we complaining about
0: yeah i see he says throw the ball down the field but it's like If they got it covered down the field or guys aren't open or he doesn't have time to set up that throw because of the offensive line, the pressure, whatever. It's a sack. He's hitting guys that are open and we're getting first down.
5: And we threw a bomb touchdown in the second half. Like this isn't NFL blitz. You don't throw the bomb every play. I always ran that play. You know what (laughs) I mean? We're playing against an NFL team. He said we didn't do anything for a quarter and a half. Tennessee is a. Perennial playoff team with a good defense, like great coaching. Yeah, Yeah. like I don't. What sometimes I just with Browns fans, I'm like, well, what did you expect? Like it's
0: not just we're not going on air. I mean, we we talked about this last last week. Tennessee had given up 305 and 305 in their first two weeks to the opposing quarterback. Deshaun went out there for 289. Should have been well over 300 with that stupid call on the sidelines. So he
5: had a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, In terms of running the ball early, I. Deshaun was cooking after the bonehead play. And, like, why Why just run Jerome Ford into a brick wall over and over again? You know, I under if we got Nick Chubb, okay, maybe early, but man, he averaged 1.8 yards per carry. He, he wasn't getting much going. Um, yeah, that's why you went and got Deshaun. You spent 230 on him and traded away the draft picks to say, Hey, we can't run the ball. We're going to need you to come out and hit some early throws. And that's what he's able to do. So I understand the thought process, but I think we well, got to know your personnel a little bit and know who you're playing. And the off- I mean, the offense, we were moving the ball.
0: I mean, we had 78 yards rushing on the day. And like I said, they came in averaging, given up just 65. So we actually were better than their average.
5: Yeah. So, um, I guess before we transition to the defense, then, um, our, this game out of Watson, clearly his best game as a Cleveland Brown, his best game in, you know, two years. Where, where do you guys stand in terms of are you calling him back? Like, what? because what? I feel like last weekend we, especially me, I'll be, we all overreacted. You know what I mean? Like the Steelers will do You know how we have the Bengals number? it almost feels like it doesn't matter how good the Browns are going to be. The Steelers just going to come out and smack us for some reason. And like the Bengals go to -to back-to-back AFC championship games and they're two and nine against us. Right. You know what I mean? Like some teams just got your number. And unfortunately it's our rival that we hate in a division. Like it sucks, but I don't think like we're not that bad, you know? So where do you guys stand on Deshaun? Like, do you feel confident going into next week? He's just gonna, he's back or or are you still nervous? Where do you guys stand? Something to build
3: on. I mean, it's a great game to build on. The, the thing that's interesting to me is Baltimore is very banged up, but they're still going to come and they're gonna give, their defense is going to give us a hell of a time. It's a divisional game. I, uh, I'd like to see him have a great game against that defense. If you, if you put up a, a game like that against that defense in a rivalry game and in in a huge divisional game at home, I think we're well on our way to him being back. But one game... I don't think you can overreact and be like, hey, everything's fixed because obviously it wasn't fixed. There was a lot of times during the first quarter and the second quarter where it wasn't. It looked bad. What
6: about you, John? Um, I'm with you, Justin. It's, you, I, I don't – I'm trying really hard not to overreact, but I, I think I've overreacted now three weeks in a row. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, very we're, fair. We're probably. fans. It's we what, are, what yeah. we do. Is he back? How, how do we know? You know, maybe he comes out and throws three picks next week. Maybe sure. he does. Maybe he doesn't. You know, hopefully it's a career game for him, but we'll see. I think no, He's making improvements for sure. I can say that objectively. He's getting better, and he's getting more
5: comfortable in the offense. So that's a good sign. I think you hear teams say you got to stack wins. He's got to stack performances like this. Yes. Like if he, if he does it again next week against the Ravens, I'll feel a lot better than going into the bye into that 49ers game. But you know what I mean? It can't be a roller. That's, that was my issue with Baker. You know he would come out and look great, and then he then we'd be like, oh yeah, he's playing really well. Then he'd come out the next week and just be awful. We're paying to not be on a roller coaster anymore, right? Um, so he's got to stack performances like this. Uh, so I'm 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 ready for Sunday already. Yeah, I'm ready to see um, to see him go and play against the Ravens, even though they're beat up. That's still a well coached football yes. team that you know is going to show up and play hard. Um, so. I'm excited to see how he it's – it's going to be the third division opponent we see already this year. Mm-hmm. I want to see how he responds, um, and hopefully it goes better than that, that Steelers game.
0: This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, that was an incredible bounce-back win from the Browns against the Titans on Sunday. And if you were out for the game or if you were tailgating, you know that fall is in the air, and that means that we're looking forward to more of these crisp mornings, the falling leaves, and more sweater weather. Most importantly, this is the perfect time for fall grilling, tailgating like I mentioned, and just cozy comfort food overall. Omaha Steaks has all your cravings covered with 50% off site-wide during their semi-annual sale. That's 50% off all your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their butcher's cut filet mignons. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Use code dogs, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get an extra $30 off your order. I think it's time to play some defense against hunger the way the Browns are playing defense against opponents so far this season because holy crap, that defense is awesome. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Yet endless flavor, endless value on incredible entrees, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and so much more. All of them 50% off during their semi annual sale, and every bite is backed up by their 100% unconditional guarantee. Go to omahasteaks.com and shop all your delicious favorites for half the price. Don't forget to enter promo code DOGS, DAWGS, when you check out, and you'll get an extra $30 off your entire order. Hurry up. This sale is only for a limited time. Minimum purchase may apply. I say uh, Devonte actually has a voice, man. I believe he kind of gives his perspective on Deshaun
4: here too. All I got to say is, man, what a game. I know uh, Deshaun started out a little shaky, but he... He pulled it in, you know, showed up when we needed him to show up, made critical throws. I know a lot of people giving him a lot of slack for the first two weeks. But I just think he just needed a little bit more time, man. And I think um, it's still not perfect to where we want it, but it's gonna. you guys are going to see it as the weeks progress. And, you know, we're going to see a lot more out of this offense. The defense showed up as usual. Shout out Jim Schwartz, man. They played a phenomenal game. I'm not a big fan of DPJ doing our kick returns. We need somebody else to do that. We, I know we don't got too many options at that position right now, but G- DPJ is just, <laughs> yeah. And it's tough because <laughs> I love DPJ, man. That's my guy. But I don't, I just don't think kick returns is this thing. But other than that, I have no complaints, man. I can't wait to week four against the Ravens. I hope we ball out and, you know, have another complete game on both sides of the ball. Go Browns.
5: No, like just like we've been saying, it was is his best performance so far. The defense, which we're going to get to now. Um, my goodness, man, the, the defense is. I, I this is I isn't hyperbole. Um, obviously, we, in my lifetime, there's been some good defenses. The Legion of Boom out, boom out in Seattle is crazy good. San Francisco's had really good defenses. Um like the I think it was the 2000 Ravens when they carried Trent Dilfer to a Super Bowl. Yep. Uh that defense, but and in, in as far as teams I watch consistently in the NFL, I've never seen a defense do like this. Like what the the numbers they are putting up, um they're they're on a historic pace. Yeah. I've I've never it's it almost it's like watching a, a high school team play a middle school team at times. I, I've never seen anything like it. We don't miss tackles. We're we're aggressive. I mean, no nobody can block our front. Mo hurt. Mm. I mean. Mo Hurst is I eating. was so
0: excited about my research coming mm-hmm. in the season. And it's so good to see that validated on the field because he's, and he does the belly rub. He's yes. eating. He's just eating it up out there.
5: I, I I, I just, I'm almost speechless when it, I've never watched an NFL defense be this time. We gave up 94 yards of offense to a professional football team yesterday.
0: Yes. That's unreal.
5: The unreal. Titans or the Titans in Tannehill in particular, they looked good on offense last week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dan Hill was almost perfect. He had, I think, three passing touchdowns or two and a rushing touchdown last week. They looked like they, I mean they looked like deer in the headlights. They were defeated. They they could I've never Miles Garrett, mm-hmm. I have never seen a a defensive player <laughs> run back and forth like he's in motion. And the offensive players are following him to double team him, two tight ends. <laughs> That, that is like a middle school football type tact. I've never seen that in my life outside of seventh grade football.
6: It's awesome to we're see. We're for real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, only three games in, I think that's enough of a sample size to say we're for real. Um, our We were talking about this earlier. Our offense through three games has given up more touchdowns than our defense. I was talking so with then, Justin
0: about that. I said through the first three games, our defense is averaging just five earned Points a game given up to the opponent, and our offense is averaging five point six seven points given to the opponent. So our offense is actually outscoring our opponents against us. It's yes, crazy against us. Uh, <laughs> it's it's stupid to put things
5: in perspective. The Saints yesterday uh, t- blew a seventeen point fourth quarter lead. Their defensive coordinator is Joe Woods. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds about right. The Browns defense has only given up eighteen points this season. Yes. 18 points this season. They have only
0: given up. Well, and that's if you count the three from yesterday, which honestly, I don't know if the Titans would have ever even gotten close
5: enough to kick a field goal if it hadn't been for that fumble. I don't think so. Do you, do you realize maybe my favorite stat of the game from yesterday is the Titans had one scoring drive. And on that one scoring drive, they had negative nine yards of offense. Okay, so, yeah, because so. that's where we fumbled the ball. And it, yeah, Yes, they fumbled. And <laughs> they ran one play. And we still have only had one play ran inside our red zone the whole season. We fumbled. And it's not it. because of
0: our defense. Yep. Yep.
5: we fumbled it at the night, and they recovered it at the nineteen. Ran one play, lost yards outside of the red zone, and never got back in. The rest of the game. That's awesome. I think we, my you know,
6: favorite thing the defense did yesterday was not let them kick a field goal his time expired because he He couldn't even
5: throw the ball away he didn't even have time to throw the ball out of bounds miles he he sacked the tackle in the quarter (laughs) (laughs) it was it was unbelievable through three games the browns have only given up 491 yards of offense to put that in perspective uh the all-time best start through three games is 430 george pickens had 72 on a busted coverage yeah yeah I think that's the
3: only way you score on this team right now is on yep. a busted it's a, play. It's like a
5: busted play, and, and I've heard some people say we haven't played an elite offense yet. Well, first of all, the Bang—I know we played the Bengals in a rainstorm, and their offense hasn't been clicking on all cylinders yet. And Burrow's a little beat up. They still put up twenty-some on the Ravens the very next week. Yep, yep. And they're elite whenever it's convenient for you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Yes. When it fits in there. Okay, Th- those got that is—that's a team with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. So yep. don't. Okay. Ryan Tanner, the Steelers, you know, their offense, I think, is cheeks. They just put on a clinic last night. And I know the Raiders aren't very good, but they're still an NFL team yep. with Max yep. Crosby. Okay. And the Titans looked good last week in their game against uh, the Chargers, I think it was. Mm-hmm. They put up 20-plus. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Uh, so don't tell me that we haven't... Yeah, they put up 27 last week.
0: Uh-huh. Here, here's what I like. So we are like, what, 35 minutes into this recap game of the Browns versus the Titans, and there's a name we haven't mentioned one time yet, and that is Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> you, you play the Titans, you almost start the conversation every time with Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't mentioned his name
3: There wasn't much to mention. Nope. I started in fantasy and I knew I shouldn't have, but I felt like you had to do it. They completely took him out of the what game. What was he, 11 for 20? I, it wasn't worth Yeah, I had two points. I, I mean, they said, again,
0: Tajay Spears played more snaps than yep. him. And it's because, like I talked about last week, that he would be their little screen pass mm-hmm. dump off back because he's got more speed. That's the only way you can beat us, is try to get get a mismatch on our linebackers with a, with a back like that, not with Derrick Henry. So
6: we made their best player a legitimate non-factor. Yes. Yes, and in
0: years last year, he would have had 250 yards easy on our defense.
5: There was a play they ran a handoff to Derrick Henry and Miles. It was like he hit stick him. (laughs) Yes, like that's Derrick Henry, and he just pummeled him as soon as he took the. Miles is playing. I know, like some Browns fans were talking how TJ had the strip sack last week and Miles didn't do anything. Guys, Miles has been playing out of his mind this year. Yeah,
0: Yeah. TJ had the fumble recovery. Yes. It wasn't a strip sack. No. There's
5: almost in some of our games, there's almost no time for him to get to the quarterback because the dude is scared crapless and they're just hut and just chucking it. That's exactly what's been happening.
0: They they snap throw, snap, throw. That's what three quarterbacks in a row now you've seen do. It's part
5: of the reason why we haven't forced many turnovers yet. The the defense has been so dominating that teams are legitimately don't have they don't have time to hand it off. They they don't have time to they don't have time to do anything. We are they're just catching the snap or and either getting hit and he has to throw it away or they're handing it off and he's getting pummeled right away. Yep. There is no opportunity for turnovers, right? I mean, half the balls the quarterbacks have thrown against us are off target because they're running for their lives. I mean, the the the, the turnovers will come eventually because uh they they just will, but. You can't you can't fault the Browns defense for not forcing turnovers right now. There's just no they've been too dominant to force turnovers, I, I which sounds I'm, stupid. But tell me where there is any turnovers they should have forced.
0: If you guys know the answer maybe for sure, exact. tell me. But I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure that we've only given up nine first downs so far this season in three games. I thought it was thirteen, but thirteen okay, thirteen
3: or eighteen. I thought it was higher than that, but still. But I mean, that's
0: and, you and could get that in a game. Yeah. Well, last week we had twenty. Yeah, we had twenty. I mean, it's it's
3: unreal. DQ brought up a guy that um, I think needs brought up. JOK, just patrolling just the line of scrimmage and just making elite tackling and just being surefire. I, I I told him, I said, man, Grant Delpit was that guy for like two weeks. I was like, holy crap, he's everywhere. I felt like JOK was that yesterday. Yeah, JOK was just everywhere. Every time we needed a play or a tackle, he was there.
5: He was involved. Just everybody said the linebacking the linebacker position was a hole for the browns i don't it's a think so chill i don't yeah, think wait so. wait till we get some defensive line play wait till jim schwartz gets with these guys the the linebackers anthony walkers everybody's playing. yes there isn't a guy on this defense that isn't playing anthony walker could have had a pick six yesterday yeah i'll tell you you know who's really showing out too for the defense like and he caught a lot of flack last year denzel ward is balling, balling. Yes, yes. Out. yes yep he is balling, and we were worried because he got the concussion. We were like, man, what's going to happen? He is he's dominating.
3: It sucks because there's so many elite performances that are on the defense that guys like that are getting covered up, guys that have made tons of plays throughout the game. Even like Emerson, I thought like he kind of got huh. up, picked on a little bit, but even then I was like, as a whole, the whole entire defensive unit just – super accountable. I love the chat. They're throwing these stats out here.
0: So we've given up 21 first downs and the next best defense is Buffalo at 41. Right. Yes. We have 20 fewer first downs given up than the next best defense. Buffalo
5: played the Jets. Yeah. With with
7: Zach Wilson. With Zach
5: Wilson. You know what I mean? (laughs) And lost. Um, The Browns have allowed an NFL low 3.2 yards per play this season. Best by any NFL defense through three games this century. (laughs) Wow, The per play dominance has helped Cleveland force three and outs on 61.5% of uh, the opposition's drive. Also best by any defense through three games since the year 2000. Wow. Uh, The Browns defense through three games, 18 total points allowed, 335 net passing yards, 111 per game, 156 net rushing yards, 51 per game, and only 526 total yards, 175.33. Those must be net. So after like the other st- top, um, stat was 490, I think it was. We're the ninth ranked, uh, or the first ranked defense in yardage, ninth ranked offense in yardage. So we have a top 10, we have the number one defense and technically a top 10 offense in yardage in terms right now. And that's uh, in that rain game. Yep, we're the first ranked scoring defense, the 12th ranked scoring offense. I think we're number 17 in
6: points. So top 10 uh, in yards and middle of the road in points with our uh, defense. That's that'll yeah,
5: win
0: probably, you most games.
5: Yeah. And, and the offense is going to get going. I, I I firmly believe that the Browns' uh, defense is first in efficiency, special teams is third, uh, offense is 23rd. So obviously, still room to work there. Um, Total yards allowed per game. The Browns ranked first in all these categories. Total yards allowed per game at 163. Rushing yards allowed per game at 52. Passing yards at 111. First downs allowed per game first. Third down percentage. You remember with Joe Woods, <laughs> teams were converting 60, at 70% of third downs against us. Teams are converting 19.5% of first downs against us. Jeez. <laughs> uh, points allowed per game, 10.7. This is a, right now, as it stands, it's a historic defense. If they continue at this pace, they'll go down as one of the best defenses in NFL history. I mean,
0: you, did you guys see on the broadcast when they showed Jim Schwartz over on the sideline? Just that laughing. one play just laughing. Just that I think one one it was, was Miles admi- yeah, yeah. got
5: them to jump or whatever, right? And yes. he's just laughing like, this is great. This like, personnel <laughs> is why he took the job. They were like, "Hey, man, you want to come coach this?" And he looked at the paper and he was like,
0: "Yes,
3: yeah, these guys are good." Yeah,
0: yeah. see, Andrew Jackson actually just posted in here. He said, "If the defense plays like this for the whole year, do you see Schwartz leaving for head coach?" Job? I don't think so. I, hope I not. don't think he. I don't wants think he has it. Interest no. in it. Yeah. I think this he is what he
6: wants to do. Yeah, Dude, I, I would write him a blank check.
3: <laughs> After you, this, absolutely. Yeah. You, oh yes. I'm not letting him leave to, for head to be head coach the DC. Job. Absolutely. You were hitting on those stats too, Blake. This one was from uh, the Discord. I can't remember. Uh, who had it on there, but they said Cleveland Browns have allowed minus 36 rushing yards before contact this season. League average is 94.22. Yes, do you know how insane that is to even think of that as <laughs> negative 20. 36. I mean, before contact, that's that, 40 yards it's getting blown up different. in the backfield every play. Yes,
5: that's incredible. <laughs> so, negative 30, 36. The, so, the league average is 94, and we are uh. 120 yards better than that and you say how is that possible because we're negative 36 yeah (laughs) that's insane don't check my math there i'm not a good mathemer good enough (laughs) roughly 120 i'm not a math scientist might even be 130 who knows a mathematician
3: (laughs) it's it's fun though because the the defense they've all bought in and i think we've kind of touched on this a lot but there's a personality to the defense they have like fun man this is this is a unit that i had I don't think we're going to get weathered by anything that happens on offense. I think that this is, this is good to go. This is going to be elite all year. It's, it's kind of
6: hard to lose your... You know, your drive when you have the chance to be a historically maybe the best defense. I don't yeah. want to say the best ever, but one of the best ever.
0: Well, and can we remember that we were doing this through the first three weeks? Game one, we did not have Juan Thornhill. And yes, or yeah, yesterday, we didn't have Greg Newsom. Before. Yeah. Yep. And Greg
5: Newsom has been playing well. Yeah. yeah.
0: And Juan Thornhill, since he's been back, has played like, like well. the guy that we signed to be.
5: Yeah. It's just been... It's been incredible. Yes, it's, it's and you can see too from the defense, there is a there's like a level of intensity and they seem mentally tougher this year. Yes, the They're last not- couple of years, it took one bad play and you saw heads down, shoulders shrugging, and then the rest of the game. I mean, it looked like Miles wasn't trying anymore. We were just letting people do whatever they wanted. I mean, sudden change this year. If we have if we turn it over. Doesn't matter. They, nope. they If we, we gave up the, the broken play to Pickens in week two, last year, done. They would have yeah. scored 50. Yep. On We wouldn't have got off the field the rest of the game. They would have done whatever they wanted. Come back out, shut them down. I think yeah. all our defense cared
6: about was getting rid of Joe Woods last year, yeah, uh, at least at the that, end of the season. We talked about how they would just, in
0: the middle of games, you could just see the players quit on him. And it's like, this is terrible. And we talked all offseason. We want to see that, like, Intensity. We want a nasty defense. We want a defense that just like just people are afraid to go up against, and we have it.
3: We all we asked to was we said, hey, just let's just clean up a little bit of the miscommunication, like in the secondary. There's been none of that. There's been no miscommunication. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on the same page.
5: It's incredible. So uh, somebody in the Patreon sent this last night. The the uh, Titans had sixty three percent of their total yardage yesterday on two plays yeah the two hopkins catches it, it was the hopkins and i think the other guy's name is Moore. Oh, moore. yeah yeah chris moore. Uh, oh yeah, yeah that big chris moore play yep. yeah. yeah that was hopkins it. is gonna get his you yeah know? that that was it so i before that drive going into the drive right before the half tannehill had 27 yards passing <laughs> <laughs> my goodness and then they hit and, and i remember i that drive they started chipping miles like every single play and i was texting my dad and my brother and i was like they're, they're chipping miles every play. And my dad's like, yeah, they've adjusted. And I was like, well, if they have to do that literally every play, that is going to limit their offense so bad. Yep. And my brother was like, well, it doesn't seem to be affecting them now. They're going right down the field. And I said, "If they're if they're banking on just throwing it up on the sideline and getting miracle catches – it's going to be a long second half for them. Yep. Turns out it was a long second half for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they get sixty-three percent of their yards. They got, They got. If you take away those two chunk plays, where the where the receivers made incredible catches, they would have had um, sixty or fifty yards of offense. <laughs> man, Stop man. It. Fifty yards of offense, and then I'm telling you, I've never seen any. I've never seen anything like it.
6: I just want to say one thing. I'm really excited for the week we play the Bears. Oh,
3: my God. <laughs> yeah, how's, that, how's that hot take going, John? Yeah. My hot
6: take, I don't care about that. Yeah, we got to I, scrap I only care. that, baby. Yeah, I don't even care. I you made, talked
5: me into it anyway. I made, a, uh, I made a, a comment today. I said, Justin Fields only had 99 yards passing against the Chiefs. I said, we might hold him to zero. And that was in a blowout game. Like, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and it was two years <laughs> ago. streaks. Yeah, two play. years ago
0: with Joe Woods that we dominated. the five, N- sacks, yeah. Yeah. They had they had five sacks. Yeah, four, t- four, four, half, half, four and a half
5: yards passing because
0: of all the, I think so. the negative yeah. plays. I mean, the way that he hold. I mean, all he does is hold the ball. Like, he won't throw it. So, we're going to sack the living daylights out of him. But that's down the seat. That's Yes. But that was just. I just
5: saw that stat today, and I was like, oh, man. That does not bode well for the Bears and Justin Fields. uh, You guys want to hear a voicemail from Kenny?
0: Yes.
7: Yes. Yo, guys, it's Kenny Mack. What a hell of a game yesterday. The Browns did everything we wanted, unlike last week when they did the exact opposite. I know today that we're going to be talking about, Browns fans, that is, the missed call or the missed inbounds call, whatever it is. What's more egregious is every single time Miles Garrett is getting held, Two of his three and a half sacks. He was getting chokeholded, man. It was crazy. Uh, with Kareem Hunt, I was siding with Blake. Didn't know about the signing. It looked great. The offense looked lifted. He will look sharp. I think he's down a couple pounds. And he's that bowling ball that he always was. And then, man, the Titans didn't have an answer for Amari Cooper. He lit them. And unfortunately, do to that at other call that we won't talk about, he should have had more yards and another touchdown. Anyways, guys, I'm out. Let's keep this up against the Ravens. Go Browns.
0: I think we ought to talk about the, uh, the sideline thing. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's, um,
5: so when I watched the play, he caught it, and then he took, I was like, oh, he didn't go out, and he took off running, and I was like, he's definitely got this guy beat. And then all of a sudden, he stopped, and I was like, oh, he must have stepped out of bounds. And, then, and, they, and I was like, okay. Because like live and from our view. Yeah, we we're on the other side of the field. You we know, I was like, okay, that, that seems like it's a possibility. And then they showed the replay, the fair, and I was like, Hold on. <laughs> hold on a second. I was like, he wasn't even close. And then if you go look at the replay, the official it's not like he's out of position. He's right there. He was from me to this computer. <laughs> A wave. I mean, and he's looking right at it. There must have been like a hot chick in the stands or something, and he was like using his perifs because he wasn't looking at Amari's feet because that would I mean. That goes down. That's one of the worst calls, and, and the fact that you you blew it dead. That's that's yeah. like I that's think what makes it. Yeah, because if let it play
3: out, Correct. and if he was out of bounds. You Call they, it back and I think they it happens do that all the time. All yes. scoring plays are automatically reviewed. Yeah, let that play out, even if even if you're a hundred percent sure, let that play out because obviously he did not step out. That was a he would have beat that guy. Well, down and the
0: fight. thing is, let it play out because if he's out of bounds, I mean, even if you let it play and everything, then you know the challenge at. flag, you know, where the ball's at right? it's already marked there, but you're good. There, there would not be a challenge on that play because right. they would see the replay and say, Yeah, he was in. Yep. So what I don't understand is on every single play on the sideline, every time a receiver goes up for a pass, the referees are watching their feet yeah. to see where they come in. You have to. So they called it a catch. He called it a catch. So the referee clearly saw that he was in bounds. He said, so he how did he out. call him out? He wasn't even, but like you said, he wasn't even close.
5: Yeah, but that's what he called. He didn't I, say he caught it out of bounds. He said no, he caught said he it, caught, but what I'm saying is to
0: say that it was an inbounds catch, he would have had to clearly see that his feet were inbounds. And if you saw his feet were inbounds, you had to see the foot or so space. So we've talked about this line.
6: plenty of times now. You cannot make an honest mistake like that. There's nothing honest about that. No, that was, and that's it. Blatant. Calls into question. You know who's making money off of that play? Uh,
5: the, <laughs> yeah. the over-under was 38. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh-huh. want to be that guy, but I'd be curious to see the statistics in terms of how many people took the over. Hmm. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? the, the only My only counter-argument mm. to that would be that it was really early in the game, and at that point, it didn't look like we were going like, to blow them out. You know what I mean? So they didn't know that it was going to keep it. But the over-under was 38, I'm pretty sure, is what I saw. So I, if... You know, 80% of people who'd bet on that game took the over. Vegas just saved, made a ton of money.
3: The thing that's crazy to me is there's literally just hundreds of cameras all over that field. Yeah. Why is this still a thing? Why? This is every year we go through this with uh, either with replay or with the officiating. I just don't get how it's still even an issue. Like, it just—they've got
5: to figure something out. This is every year. This is oh, yeah. so. and, and here's the deal. So we posted about it online and stuff, and some people are like, "Oh, bad calls happen all the time. Good teams overcome it." Yeah, we did. Listen, we exactly <laughs> we did. We won twenty-seven to three. It doesn't change the fact, though, like that things like that cost people games. Ask the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cost Drew Brees potentially a second Super Bowl. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like and in the The Cleveland Browns, they have a history of that call goes against the Cleveland all the time. Can you remember any time where the Browns get a favorable call like that? No. (laughs) It's always it always goes against the Browns. Always. The pass interference, uh, Mike Williams against the Chargers and Baker's year uh, where they called DPI on Ward. No, it was AJ Green. AJ Green. Yeah, I went yeah. back and looked today. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the no call on the helmet to helmet on Richard yep. Higgins. That would that get that would get called game. against the Browns ten times out of ten.
0: Yep. I actually posted that picture of the helmet to helmet, and then I posted the or the explanation of what a targeting penalty is from the NFL's rule book.
5: It was that picture. Yes. And it's nothing just nothing called. So it like at some point it's like Yes. Good teams overcoming. You don't want to leave it in the hands of the officials. We didn't, but God, it's just like, it's just so frustrating. It's just, it always goes. If it was questionable,
0: that's the thing. Like if it was close, you know, how many times do we watch replays and they're showing like, Oh, where did that, what what color was that pellet that came up? Did it have white? You know what I mean? They're, they're so zoomed. He wasn't
5: even close to the sideline. Uh, Reticulous says, top 10 worst calls in history. We got like three or four of them. Uh, Bottlegate. Listen, go back and yeah. that's the thing. Bottlegate happened. If you go back and watch, it's horrendous. That's why I there's to snap not
3: off. glass bottles in NFL stadiums anymore. Yeah, go so watch it, the tape. It's been
5: going on since the 80s. Like yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not like this was a, a blip on the radar, one-time thing against us. It's all the freaking time. All the time. And it's just, like, it's getting old because we feel like we have a team that could do something and we don't want to get robbed on some BS. Right. Um, You guys want to talk about Miles Garrett getting held real quick? Go ahead, sure. I'm very
6: undecided on this, but I have kind of an unpopular opinion. When LeBron James played in Cleveland, I used to say he's getting fouled all the time and they're just not calling it. A game would have been, like, five hours long. (laughs) With Miles... And there are so many Nick Bosa and TJ Watt, Michael Parsons. You almost have to hold these people or it's just going to be a sack fest the whole game. And then the NFL has a hard time selling a product. My issue right now is like, I don't know if there needs to be some sort of a rule change where you can do maybe a little bit more to a defensive end. You know, not, I'm not saying choke them out, but just like maybe, maybe a little bit more contact before it gets called. But like, I, I don't know what else you do, because if you just call holding every time Miles Garrett gets held, it would be a very boring sport.
3: I've literally, I don't know what more they can actually allow, because I've seen offensive tackles literally with just their arm around his yeah. neck, just holding and, him. And him and I'll push, and push but that's not allowed. <laughs>
6: right. But, but it just, doesn't the, In cold. the rule book, it's not allowed. <laughs> right. Right. But so right. I'll
0: push back on that a little bit. It's just just because it's inconvenient for the game doesn't suddenly make it acceptable
6: correct well i understand that but it it's still a business like selling a product is their n- number one priority regardless of what we
5: want. I get your point but at the end of the day like you can make that argument about literally like everything. I know. That's right. And um, you know who it wouldn't be boring for? Browns fans because we would get sacks all the time. Um, <laughs> it's it's one of those it's one of those things where like it's I don't know if he's got to you know we used to people call LeBron like LaFlop. Well the reason yeah. he has to flop is because they he's won't never, call it. right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like it's one of those things where like does Miles need to start trying to sell it more. I don't want to see him give up on his pass rush, but like does he got to fall over? Or, like what does he have to do something I mean, to I've make it I make seen it plays
0: helps. now already this season where Darius Smith is running past the referee pointing. Like look at this. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like
5: so the other guys see it too. So they're it's being um present it to them. Yes. I did see something in here and I think this is a good thing to like wrap up the show with it says Stefaniuskey needs to flip out on a ref at least once. <laughs> this happens too much. He never sticks up for his players like other coaches. I saw him giving them the business. He was in his ear and he was telling him like why would you not let it go? Yeah. It, I it, saw that too. Very rarely do you see an NFL coach like Come unhinged. Coming unhinged. <laughs> yeah. Like you I mean Tell me the last one where you saw them, like coming. It's not college or high school or baseball. Yeah, or baseball. I was gonna say baseball. it's not like yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, you very. I can't even. You rarely see them just like Brian Dayball unhinged. last week. Uh, I watched he was him. Very mad. He came a little unhinged. Yeah. That's that would be an unhinged. Moment. Um, but he st- he was sticking up for his guys. And I did want to talk about this. A lot of people talk about the lack of. Um, emotion from Stefanski and I actually talked about this how like I want to know how he's going to galvanize the locker room and stuff like that did you see him and Deshaun mm-hmm. after the touchdown to Amari like the chest bump and is like hitting him in the chest it's the most emotion I've ever seen out of Stefanski yep. it's good
0: to see that is good very good to see
5: so um no I think I think like the Nick, obviously we don't want Nick Chubb to get hurt but just Oh, we, he got hurt and we heard all week about how we were the same old Browns and the Browns were stupid for giving Deshaun the contract and we were just going to be a dumpster fire forever. And instead of like folding, this is the first time in recent memory for me that the Browns rallied around that. Yep. And even the coaching staff, like even Stefanski was pumped to be like F you. this,"
0: yep. You know what I mean? This is not the same old Browns. I mean, Even if it's just the defensive side of the ball, this is not just a good defense or one of the top in the league. This is on pace to be a historical defense, like we've said. It's so much fun to watch.
5: Yep. And so you saw emotion out of Kevin. I mean, it's it's been. I don't want to overreact to one week win. Just like I didn't want to, I shouldn't have overreacted last week. But I mean, I was. Was in a rough but, place and we talked yeah. about it
0: <laughs> nobody in the NFL is going 17 and 0 so I mean we're going to lose a game here and there and you know hopefully the Steelers game was just a here and there
5: yep um, no but no I, I, Sunday can't be get here soon enough do they flex our game I don't know. It's a uh, it's a home game, it's, and it's going to be very chippy. And it's going to be chippy. In, it's going to be chippy. Winner's probably going to be. Well, I don't know who the Steelers play next week, but there's, I do not know. I can look though. Real there's quick. a good chance winner will be at least tied for first place in the division. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. They'll be three the three and one really looking good heading into like the second uh, quarter of the season. Yeah. Um. I expect it to be an intense game, and right now I think lined up for Sunday night. It's uh, Chiefs and Jets and nobody, nobody uh, wants nobody to watch it. To yeah. watch Actually,
0: if just before we wrap this show up and just to, I know we're going to do a Ravens preview, but I did want to play Andrew Jackson's voicemail. He talks about the Ravens real quick. Okay.
2: What's up, Browns fans? This is Andrew Jackson here. Another Victory Monday and the kickoff to Ravens hate week. Let's go. I hate Baltimore more than I hate anything else. and I'm sure you're going to have these goobers in the comments talking about Lamar this and how great the Ravens are. They couldn't even get past Gardner Minshew. I'm not worried about them. Our defense looks elite. Let's go, guys. <laughs> Andrew, um, we love you, man. <laughs> I hate
6: Michigan more, personally. <laughs> uh,
5: it, if we're keeping it separate between like high schools and colleges and pros, there's no team I hate more than the Ravens that's close in it's the close. NFL yeah and i i despise the ravens um and i i really think they're they're beat up again lamar's legs will be the difference um to be he's completing a, a crazy high amount percentage of his passes but it's for nothing yeah they they're not moving the ball much
0: they're not racking up yeah this high
5: flying offense cool you're completing 20 25 or whatever for 150 yards
0: yeah well and we'll get into the preview later in the week we'll see kind of what the injury reports look like but i was telling justin before we got in here OBJ already missed last week. Yep, he's already injured. I don't know if he's going to play in this week or if he'll come back. Mm-hmm. Bateman went out with an injury yesterday. Yep. Yep. They're down. They're they, have no Edwards, they have no running. Edwards, Edwards is out. Concussion Hills protocol. In
3: IR. Yeah, Hills uh, in IR. They brought up Melvin Gordon and Kenyon Drake, but those they're well, probably going to lead the the backfield. We just, for them. we just bottled up Derrick
0: Henry. I'm not I'm not worried about anybody right, running back except right. for
3: like we talked about
0: 49ers. CMC is the only running back that's probably going to give me a little bit of worry, but nobody on the Ravens.
5: The, the the only pl- the only thing on the Ravens giving me the slightest pause, Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson, yeah. his legs, his legs. Is yes, it, yep. I'm not our, worried about passing. None of that. Our defense is so. Again, we're going to talk about this, but our defense is so aggressive that it could open up rushing lanes for Lamar if they if they don't stay um, disciplined in their rush lanes. That's that's legit. My only worry, at least in terms of when they have the ball and we're on defense, because I've seen it for three weeks in a row now where. I just trust this defense. For the first time in my life, I trust something. I think Jim
0: Jim Schwartz will have these guys where they need to be to stop him from. Now, Lamar's going to have a big player, too. I bet. He always does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. And they'll come at really
6: bad times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But a player, two is different than years past where it was a player two every drive. You know what
5: I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jim yep. Schwartz has these guys playing awesome. So, um, well, we appreciate all you guys being here. We like to try to keep these lives right in around an hour, don't want to take up too much of your guys' evening. Uh, thank you guys for being here. It was awesome unveiling the new the studio, studio with yeah. you guys uh, on a victory Monday. We couldn't have asked for a better week to get the studio ready. Um, again. We appreciate everybody who's watched and supported the show over the years. If we didn't have the following we did, we didn't have you guys listening, we probably wouldn't be in this studio. So um, we, we greatly appreciate all the support you guys have given us. Uh, you guys make doing the show fun, um, even the haters. So we appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we'll see you guys later in the week when we preview the Ravens game. And until then, let's enjoy this victory, and uh, we'll see you guys later this week.
2: Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dog's Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dog's Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.